guys, welcome to the number 70 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Today, we are going to be uh, recapping the Wizards vs. Indiana Pacers game. What a game it was. Oh my gosh. That might have been one of my favorite Wizards games to watch in a long time. Like, maybe it's one of my favorites ever since that crazy Nets comeback when, like, uh, they're down by five and ten seconds left. Like, I mean, it's up there with that game. I mean, that was one of the most exciting Wizards games I've ever watched in my entire life. And we're going to be breaking it down. And it's the second game of the season. We still have 80 more games to go. I mean, this is going to be so exciting to break this down with you guys and watch this team going forward. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share with you. We are on the road to 610 views by the end of the month. I know we can't have more. If you do, we're, we're uh, going to have two episodes of this talk with Chase on November 2nd. So I think that's a pretty fair, uh, a pretty fair reward for you guys if you do, uh, you know, hit that view mark. And... I mean, I would kind of get into more of how many of you, I mean, we got 533 right now, so we still got a shot at 610, but I mean, we can't do any more breaking down. We got to get into this immediately. Oh my gosh. I mean, if you look at like the quarter breakdown, just listen to this. The, the Pacers had quarters where they scored 36, 37, 23, and 27. It's a lot of points. And then they scored 11 in overtime. For the Wizards, they had quarters where they scored 32, 41, 33, and 17. I mean, I know that 17 in the fourth quarter isn't great. But, I mean, they did uh, get the job done by having 12 uh, points in overtime, outscoring the Patriots by one, and winning the basketball game. That was just truly unbelievable. Like, I mean, I was watching the game, and literally I made a thought, how am I going to break this down in my podcast? I'm going to have to figure out a way to do it right now. First things first is it shows how special this team is. You're missing your best player, really your entire team, since you built your entire team around this, uh, this player, Bradley Beal. You're really missing the main part of your team. It's not even close. You're missing the main part of your team, really your team. You're missing your team. And because Beal really is a team. And you just get the job done. I mean, I just, I mean, I don't, it's good playing. It's good coaching. I mean, there's still a lot that the Wizards can improve on, and we're going to break that down as well. But, I mean, on the positive side, I mean, there were so many players from the Wizards that I just thought were unbelievable today. Starting with Kyle Kuzma, I mean, 26 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal, 10 of 17 in the field, 5 of 8 from 3. 50% of the line isn't great, but, I mean, now it's just unbelievable. I don't care if he was a minus 12. Kyle Kuzma is one of the players of the game for me. In my opinion, he just really got the job done in multiple areas of the game. And I just found that really special to uh, to watch, honestly. You know, and then Spencer Dinwiddie, I mean, he's my player of the game. Played 35 minutes of action, 13 and 24 from the field, 6 of 9 from 3, 100% at the free throw line, 34 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists, I mean, plus 3. It's a big time shots down the stretch. Spencer Dimity, really, really key player to the Wizards. And actually, I do have Spencer Dimity on my fantasy team. He got 64 fantasy points. And considering that Jalen Brown for me, one of my top fantasy players, had negative five points, it was okay because uh, Spencer Dimity 
overcame his expectations by that much more that I actually ended up being fine with Jalen Brown having negative five fantasy points, which tells you that Spencer Dimity is a guy to have in your fantasy lineup, especially after what you saw, you know, from this game. I mean, he just looked out for Tom, 17 points, plus 11 great game of him. Helen Leto, I don't care he was a minus six. Helen Leto really, really led a big stretch for the Wizards. Really, really important player, 18 points for him. Uh, playing good defense through steals, blocks, three rebounds, three assists. He definitely got the job done. And Montrose Harrell did Montrose Harrell things, 14 points, seven rebounds, four of nine for the field. And great, but he, he will pick it up, plus nine. I mean, really great. I mean, everyone on the Wizards had a, on the bench had a positive plus minus. And out of the 10 players that did play, eight of them had a positive plus minus, which in my opinion is really, really good. And when you look at Indiana, I mean, that was not the case. I mean, they had actually a lot of players with uh, negative, I mean, half of their roster. And um, only four had a positive and then one had um just a zero, really, and that was uh, Malcolm Brompton. And like when you just look at the Pacers, I mean, their plus minus wasn't that good, but they still had a lot of players to contribute. I mean, starting with Miles Turner, career game for him, her high points, 40 rebounds. I mean, I'm sorry, not being saying 40 points, 10 rebounds with a steal and three blocks, plus three, 15 and 22 from the field, five of nine for three, five of eight from the free throw line. Truly just an exceptional basketball game from him. And the entire game, whenever he got the ball, I was truly scared as a Wizards fan because I really did not know what was going to happen. And honestly, when I look at this game, I predicted the Pacers to win, which I was wrong, which puts me to 1-1 one one on my record so far this year. But I did say that the Pacers were going to be good shooting from three. They would miss every now and then. But the reason why the Pacers will win, even though they didn't, the reason why they were close to winning is because they were able to stretch the floor that much. That is correct. DeMontis Sabonis, 50% from three. Uh, Miles Turner over 50% from three. Malcolm Brown did 50% from three. Chris Duarte almost 50% from three. TJ McConnell 50% from three. Jeremy Lamb 50% from three. They shot as a total team 44.1% from the three point arc. And they were honestly really able to stretch the floor, which is really, really important. Again, one of the reasons for that, DeMontis Sabonis, 28 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, and a block. I mean, truly a great game of him. Same with Malcolm Brogdon. 28 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and a block. However, he I don't think he was really making the same impact as Sabonis and especially Turner. Um, I, I just don't think he was really making that same impact. Chris Duarte, still a good game, 15, 4, 5, and 1. But, I mean, the sheet doesn't tell the story. What does tell the story, uh, though, on the stat sheet, is the bench points. And I honestly think that was what really kept the Wizards in the game, right? Obviously, they had good starters. Kyle Kuzma, 26 points, spent to do with 34. However, your other guys combined had 22 points, which is less than uh, uh, Kyle Kuzma. Like, it's less than one of your starters. For three, three of your starters had less points than one of your starters. Like, I mean, than one of your starters. I mean, that's not good, you know? So the Wizards do have to improve on that. But they also didn't have Bradley Beal. And the, what kept them in the game was bench play. And I didn't even talk about that, how they could dominate on the bench. But they really did do that. I mean, bench points. I mean, it was, it was truly, truly, truly exceptional to watch. I mean, it was just unbelievable. 53 bench points for the Wizards, 18 for the Pacers, only coming from two players. And one of them was Jeremy Lamb, who was a plus 18, by the way. Really good game from him. He also had nine points. But <clears throat> I just feel like for this entire 
game, it was really the Wizards bench that dominated. I mean, Thomas Bertans and Howell Meadow came on great stretches. Same with Montrose Harrell. I did not like what I saw from Corey Kisberg and the Avdia. But, I mean, really the Wizards bench dominated, and you have to look at that, you know, as a key factor to victory. And, I mean, this entire game was just back and forth, back and forth. What I think the Wizards did really well is getting the ball in the paint. I know they did have some struggles getting the ball there. And even though I, I, and one thing that I did not like about Robert Lopez last year on the Wizards, and some of the uh, really outside too, sometimes Daniel Gafford, they put the ball down. They dribble as soon as they get it. In my opinion, if you have three players guarding you in the paint and you're a big center, there's no reason to put the ball down and dribble. Just unless you're like behind the basket, like literally like almost enough to be out of bounds, I understand dribbling. But like if you're right there, there's no need to dribble. Just dunk the ball. Or at least go up for a layup. Because especially a guy like Montrose Harrell, he's that strong, that big. You don't have to dribble there. And I think he dribbled a little too much once he got the ball. And I think that could have cost the Wizards. So I think you have to improve on that more. What he should do in different situations of the game. And kind of, you know, how we can handle it. But I mean, in general, when you just look at the Wizards defense, they allow way too many points, first of all, 134. And I don't care if they don't have Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's key thing is on offense, not defense. Their defense was awful tonight, uh, last night, and that, that's a problem. You're going to have to improve on defense if this team is going to want to win, especially against Brooklyn on a, a Monday night. And I think, honestly, I mean, they allowed too many open shots, and I think that was the main key. Um, and I said that they would do that because without Brian DeBeal, they're going to be really desperate. They're going to have to do a lot of different things. I mean, the, the pace of stretch the floor, and they got wide open shots. And you, 99%. I feel like 90, if it's not actually true, but it felt like 99% of the time those shot, those wide open shots are going to the Indian Pacers. So I think that the, the Wizards need to improve on that on defense, not allowing as many shots, maybe not overcommitting. The Wizards made a lot of overcommits in the game and not allow for the open shots. But I think they also did really well. I mean, something that I did not like about the Wizards in a preseason and in their opening night game was that they were bad from three. They made the 50-50-90 club. Forget about 50-40-90. 50% from three as a team, 52% of the field, <clears throat> almost 95% from the free throw line. Truly exceptional. All the Pacers, 53.6% from the field, 44% from three, 75% from the free throw line. That is worse than what the Wizards had shooting. And I honestly think it was just really a back-and-forth competitive game. And it just really showed a lot about what the Wizards can do without Bradley Beal. And I think that was a key thing. Spencer Dimity showed that he can be a star. And we look at last year's team, right, was Russell Westbrook. And we saw that if Beal would be injured, the Wizards would still have a chance of winning because they would have Westbrook. But this year they would have more of a chance of winning because they have so much more depth. You have a guy like Dimity who can still put up numbers like Westbrook can in the Wizards system. And then you also just have a lot more depth to help him. And I think that's way more important than having a star and a little bit of depth to help him. And Dimity, I just mean like superstar. Like Russell Westbrook just made the NBA 75 team. Like he's a superstar. Like Dimity's not a superstar. He's a star, you know. So I think that um, it really just showed a lot about the Wizards and what they can do as a team. Uh, great coaching. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's great. I mean, Tommy Shepard built this team. I mean, shout-out to Tommy Shepard. I mean, I've already said shout-out to Tommy Shepard more this year than I ever have. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, he's one of the best. He could win executive of the year if this Wizards team, uh, I mean, does great and, and continues to thrive. You know, I, just, I think there was a lot of things that the Wizards did well and honestly came out with a win. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, really, I'm really happy with how they played. I think these games, though, the Wizards would rather play a little bit more defense 
you know, not have to go to overtime in these games. But this could be a tiebreaker um, kind of thing because um, I just think that, I mean, I mean, th- these two teams are going to be competing for playoff spots and playing spots probably, and this could have tiebreaker implications. So I think this is a really, really important game, second game of the year. You don't have Bradley Daly. Introduce your players at home, home opener. Get the job done. Really, really important. And before we do let you go, uh, before we do let you go real quick, um, or before end the episode, I do need to talk about, I mean, how this uh, Corey Kisper may not play as much as I'd like him to. And, and it's not, I mean, I honestly, all I care about is the Wizards winning because like, they're my favorite team. And really, the only thing that we should care about is the Wizards winning basketball games uh, and not care about who's getting minutes or what. But Corey Kisper, I don't think, is going to get enough, enough time because on opening night when they had Bradley Beal, he didn't get a lot of time. And now you don't have Bradley Beal and he still only gets 10 minutes. None of those minutes were important and he didn't do much in those minutes. Only two points. He did have a good steal and a really good pass uh, that ended up being an assist. But just in general, didn't really show his ability that he has in the court. And I just think that with how good Bertans is playing, if Bertans continued, I mean, Bertans was a top three player in the Wizards yesterday. I know I've never been the biggest believer of Dallas Bertans. He was unbelievable yesterday. But he was the third best player behind Spencer Doomby and Kyle Kuzma yesterday. Unbelievable game of man shooting everywhere. That's a cold stretch has been generally played well. If Bertans continues to play that well, I'm not sure Corey Kisper is going to get that much minutes because they do play similar. And Bertans is even playing good on defense, uh, which is not something you usually see from him. And that's one of the reasons why they drafted Kisper for defense. So, with how much depth the Wizards have, the fact that Kisper didn't even get a lot of time yesterday and that Thomas Bryant, where we had tomorrow, Bradley Beal didn't even play. I think for Corey Kisper fans, they should be pretty concerned about how much time he's going to get on Washington because right now they're winning and they don't need him and they're not going to put him in just to put him in. They want to win basketball games and, that, and that's the main goal at the end of the day. And right now they're doing that without Corey Kisper. So there's no reason to play him right now uh, a lot of minutes uh, until you really think you need him. But I just I don't know if he's going to be able to get the progression that he needs. And uh, we're, I mean, we're going to have to talk about that later on in the year. But uh, Wizards winning basketball games is all that matters. And they did get the job done, 135-134. My question for you guys, uh, we'll see how many answers we can get yesterday. We got one. Someone voted for the Wizards. You guys were correct. Shout out to whoever voted for the Wizards on my poll. But, um, you know, uh, we're going to put uh, the question right now. Who's going to win, the Wizards or the Nets? Uh, I'm going to actually put a question on a poll so you guys will actually be able to give a, a, a full thought answer if you guys want to do that. I mean, don't know if Bradley Beal's coming back. I mean, that could obviously, that will have a big impact. But, I mean, we still don't know. I mean, great game for the Wizards uh, last night. Maybe the two high scoring. I think he definitely won a lower scoring game. You don't win basketball games more that way. But, in general, great game for the Wizards. And, um, yeah, tell me who you think is going to win between them and the Nets. And just tell me what you think on the game. Is It was really an awesome game to watch. And I hope you guys got to win this as well. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. We are on the road to 610 days by the end of the month. I know we can't have done work. I know this was a little bit of a longer episode, but I hope you guys did enjoy it. We're going to have more episodes coming up tomorrow, the next day, and after that as well. And I will see you next time. Peace.